HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. My name is Brandon Boy, co-owner of Roberta's, a super duper awesome place. Roberta's is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. You are listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. here on the Heritage Radio Network, Arts and Seizures. It's Mike and Judy time. Hi, Mike. Hi, Judy. How's it going? Things are awesome. Barreling right into the holiday season. My favorite time of year. I know how much you love it. I'm really excited because uh, next week, or the week after, I guess, November 20th. The week after. The week after. It's flying like crazy. I'm losing losing track rapidly as we barrel into, uh, and I'm hearing Christmas music in cabs already, so that's kind of, like, kind of fucking up my head. But next Monday, the 25th, it's the Monday before Thanksgiving at 8 p.m. right here on the Heritage Radio Network. You and I will be doing our first ever Heritage Radio Holiday Riot. Holiday Riot, Turkey Trot. Turkey Trot, Laka Flippin' Fiasco, I mean Fiesta. <laughs> is, now, is, is Thanksgiving the first night of Hanukkah, or is, it, is Hanukkah just like somewhere in there? I think Wednesday, the night before, is the first night we light the candles. Okay. Um, you going to be lighting some candles, uh, Andy Chernoff? Um, I think this might be the first year in a long time we're going to light some candles. I think that's awesome. Our guest today is punk rock raconteur Andy Chernoff. Welcome, Andy. Andy. Thanks for coming. Um, I'm the Christopher Columbus of punk rock. So. Christopher Columbus of punk <laughs> Please. rock. Please, a little respect. I like that. I like that. Oh, Christopher cool. Columbus of punk rock. So, what did you do? You infected an entire nation. And, I, invent, uh, I discovered. I discovered punk rock. Responsible for the genocide of I discovered punk countless rock. innocents. Who made a punk rock record? You discovered. Uh, um, get on that microphone, punk rocker. Um, you discovered punk rock. Um, we, were hanging, we were hanging out with um, our friend John Holmstrom the other night after the Sonics Flame and Groovy show, and I think he's got fair claim to have put that flag in the ground, too, no? Ask him where he got his ideas from. That's <laughs> all Andy Chernoff. Okay. Hey, Joe, can we get another hey, small serve milk for Andy, please? <laughs> <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so, so Andy, we were talking before we went on the air. I, act, I guess I'm the only person in the room who actually saw the CBGB's movie because it's on demand for like five bucks. But you have a couple songs in there. I do. I have, yes, I have three songs. So which were your songs? Were they the... Oh, uh, they, they were used as background music. They used only all the incidental music, you know, behind scenes, and, and it was all music from that era, mm-hmm. from bands of that era who played CBGB's. Right. So they try to keep it somewhat authentic. Well, you know, I mean, the CBGB's movie obviously has been... Uh, Quite the um, the firestorm of, of criticism, largely by people who haven't seen them. I'm getting. I mean, a lot of hatred out there. A lot of haters hate the word. Get out. Of course, you know, you're a bunch of people playing people that we. You know, we came out of that scene. Obviously, we feel very close to the bands that played there, and it's always kind of weird watching, like you know, young actors, you know, from Twilight playing your punk rock heroes. Um, and but, Harry Potter. And, and, and Harry the Potter. The redhead from Harry Potter pay, played. Uh, Cheetah Chrome, Cheetah Chrome right. which well, was very, he was actually not bad. Well, I forgot that the two Harry Potter alumni in, in the CBGB Oh, movie, yeah, Alan Rickman. Uh, Alan Rickman, who's right. really the, the, great, the great one of the Harry Potter movies, if you ever watch those movies. The guy you really want to be on the screen the most. Um, but you saw the movie, Judy, so why don't you tell us, because you're the only one I you, you know, know who I asked, to be honest I, with you. I kind of expected to hate it, but I didn't hate it. The thing that bothered me the most was the light was so different because they filmed it in the south and you could tell it's just like this bright southern light that was very (laughs) inauthentically new york which was nitpicky considering all the other crap in it like the richard hell character was really awful the debbie harry character was terrible (laughs) but but it was the ambient light that really bothered me really it really bothered me for some reason i'm like this is so not new york lighting but i that's because Nobody went to CBGB's in the daytime. <laughs> so if you were there, you would have seen well, it in light. And I, I did, actually, we did because, we did. We because we're, we're punk rock kids. Went to all the matinees. Yeah. All right, Saturdays all right, all right. Sundays. The Sunday thing, right? Yeah. yeah. But so that we, was that was not. A, it's this is about this is about ten years right, before. That's right. That's right. Yeah, but um, you know, Alan Rickman. I think he's a great actor. I thought he was. I thought he played. I thought he did a good job. If you didn't, if you were, if you could just unattach yourself from the reality of the history, I didn't think it was that bad. I thought it was kind of entertaining. Well, that's actually my why I haven't seen it because I uh, um, I'd say about seventy five percent of people I know who are involved in the scene say they hate it because oh it's not real and this and that you know and I think I want to wait a year see the movie and am I entertained by it? I'll great. If not, then I'll think it's a bad movie. Um, but you got to remember this. You remember the Buddy Holly story? Yeah. Of course. Gary Busey. Right. Norman Petty was not in that movie. <laughs> Norman Petty wrote half the songs, right. produced the records. Right. Uh, and he was in the movie. Well, okay, when I saw that movie, I was probably 12 years old. I wasn't hip enough to know that. But now right. that you mention it, it's like, holy shit, that's a crime. Right. How can you make a movie about Buddy Holly and not have Norman Petty? Same thing. People say, oh, well, that's not what CBGBs look like, and they didn't act like that. And You know what? Well, Hollywood has the worst track record. Um, well, you know, just this history of bad biopics and rock uh, historic, you know, drum. Uh, I thought the Doors movie was good. You're kidding me. The, the Bill, Graham, Bill Graham, Graham wanted to the, kill. The Oliver Stone movie? <laughs> I, I, well, I saw it when it came out, and I remember being entertained by it. I hated the Doors. Who was it? Was it Batman that played Jim Morrison? Val Kilmer yeah, played. Yeah. God, this was like another one of those movies where... Hey, I got this riff, Jim. What do you think? And ten seconds later, they got a finished version of "Light My Fire" because you know that's how the magic well, happens, baby. You got to compress. But you got to compress years you know, into an hour and a half. Andy Warhol walks up an elevator, and what does he say? Jim, in the future, everyone's going to be famous for fifteen minutes. This is one line of the movie. It's just, <laughs> it's just a little, little bit forced. I thought the Ray Charles movie was pretty good. 
actually, yeah, as okay. far as these things go. But I did not like the Doors movie, and the punk rock movies, the Germs movie was fucking unwatchable. Yeah. Um, and the Runaways movie, too. I loved the Runaways movie. Really? I thought that was really fun. Again, like, I wasn't looking for... It spoke to your teenage girl inside you. Yeah, I was, I was just looking to be entertained. I wasn't looking for a really accurate depiction. Well, I have no comment because I haven't seen any of those movies. <laughs> I don't go to movies anymore. But, I, don't, I, I watch I have Netflix in my house, I have a big screen TV. If I want to see a movie, I'll watch something old. It's on demand. Good. You can watch it in your house. I don't house. want to waste Take the an plunge. hour and a half of my life. <laughs> Take the plunge. Judy and I will give you $5 for, which, for which movie? to watch the CBGB's movie. I will watch it in a year from now. <laughs> you know, I, if I had any... If I'll I, had you, like, I don't want those $5. I'm pay, pay me now for this. <laughs> if I had like a, a, a drawing in a movie in the background of like some crowd scene, I would go see that movie because I'd be so excited to be part of a movie. Mm-hmm. But your, your ego yeah, sure is enough, not you're like... Ta- you're taking the checks. <laughs> Watch the movie. I will in here. Don't tell me what to do. I'm just saying, like, you have more self control than I do. Yeah, I couldn't stay. I couldn't stay. No, I think yeah. I'm going to be biased. I think there's too much talk, and people people hate it, hate it, hate it. A few people like it. Some friends like it. I don't want to. I just want to go. Hmm, I want to be entertained tonight. Blah, blah, click, click, click. I'm going to watch. Yeah, it tonight. I, I get that. There's a yeah. bit. Of, there's always a bit of anxiety watching something that you're so close to. I don't want. No I don't want to feel it. judging it too much, too heavy. You're not going to be able to. I want to either entertain by it or I'm not. No, no, you you can't. You can't detach yourself. You can't watch it dispassionately. Although it was always just kind of disconcerting to me that like all the people on on our Facebook, various Facebook friends and threads, especially John Holmstrom, was you know obviously involved in it, and we know I hate this. It was awful. I'm not going to watch it. You know, it's a crime. Of people who hadn't seen it, which is kind of like that bandwagon mentality. Try to avoid the kind of mob rules. Well, that's the internet for you, Mike. The fucking internet again. Andy, you got a new record coming out? You got a new EP coming out? Well, that's a nice segue there. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. It's all done. Um, it's official will, will, will be officially released in January, early next year. Um, I'm just holding off because it's just easier to get yeah, yeah. it out. Easier to get it out that time. And uh, meanwhile, I've been doing some shows. I'm working on some new videos. Some of my videos, I've got a lot of video hits on the YouTube um, you have your own YouTube channel? I have my own YouTube channel, yes, I do. This is amazing. It's like you were the guy that said to me, actually, it's like the Punk Rockers won. When we're talking about the um, the uh, d- diplomacy, you know, the egalitarian nature of the internet, that you know, it's easy to make a record now, you can make it on your computer, we all have distribution, the Punk Rockers won. Isn't that what we always wanted, DIY? Now I'm a movie maker. I make sure I make sure some. I, I love it. it's 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 a lot of fun, and I have another one coming out. Mm, I'm not sure if I'm going to put out before my EP or after my EP. I'm working on my uh, like fifth uh, YouTube video, what? and they're they're basically little movies. And I, I dig the stuff you're doing. You sort of uh, kind of reinvented yourself as more of a rock and tour than um, yep. you're obviously I'm a celebrated songwriter, but known primarily for playing in a big hard rock band. Well, you know, people say Andy, you're. You used to be in these loud rock bands, martial amps. You know, people blowing people's ears out, and now you got acoustic guitar what do you turn into a sensitive singer songwriter and i say wrong i'm the insensitive singer <laughs> a much better way well, to be you know an acoustic guitar and i will prove that as soon as i do my next well, song well why don't you do a song for us okay. and um you know an acoustic guitar really is the last refuge of a punk rocker what are we gonna hear andy <laughs> I, um this is a song off my new ep um you know i'm from new york city so there wasn't a lot, religion wasn't there. You know, I'm Jewish, and most people I knew were Jewish or Catholic, but we didn't know. People in New York City didn't know anything about the rapture, you know, Jesus coming back down to earth. So I didn't really think about this too much. And then a few years ago, 
I read about these presidential candidates <laughs> who believe that Jesus is going to come down to earth like George Bush and Sarah Palin. and um, Yeah, that's no joke. And they basically, uh, the precursor to Jesus coming down is war in the Middle East. So they, anything to make war, they want to encourage war in the Middle East. Well, that's why they're so pro-Israel, right? That right. hard that's right. They, that's right. They're not, they're not pro-Jewish. No, no, no. They're pro-Israel. Right wing. Taking land away from the Palestinians yeah. and creating tension and starting war. So, um, I mean, when I was growing up, the only guy who talked about Jesus coming, returning to earth with this guy in a soapbox in Times Square with a long beard, coming the end is nigh, um, and he was crazy. And I think anybody who thinks uh, Jesus is coming back to earth is crazy. And uh, so I did some research, right and I, this song <laughs> so insensitive. Every word in this song is what evangelicals actually believe, with a little bit of spin from moi. All right, oh, let me get a little tunage here. Sorry, Jesus's guitar is always tuned. <laughs> Come on, talk. <laughs> I don't know anything about tuning in a guitar. Oh, here we go. Well, all right. This song is going to bring up on the end of days, guarantee. Guys part as the light shines through. Guess who's back? It's the zombie Jew. He's really pissed at the unmarried fornicators, the stem cell crusaders, and the butthole invaders. Towers fell and the earth did quake. Just a little taste of his vengeance. America, prepare for your fate. Cause when the trumpets sound, he will astound. Watch the rivers turn to blood. The sinners cry, the dead will rise. Judgment day has come. Are you ready to rapture? The Savior that you spurn Loves you forever But the unbelievers must burn When the zombie Jew returns The Jewish zombie Virgin for mommy. You're so confused. Life's a mess when you got two daddies and you think you're blessed. So we died for your sins, came back for your brain. Guilt tripping till we're all insane. He needs your money, he reads your mind from his theme park in the sky. Are you ready to rapture? Our Savior has returned. Loves you forever, but the unbelievers must burn. 
when the zombie Jew returns. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. President with a microchip planted by the beast. Death is gonna tempt and tease ya. Use evolution to deceive ya. And when the final battle comes, will you be a chosen one? Are you ready to rapture? On a white horse, you will ride. Revenge will be so fucking sweet when all the heathens burn. I'm looking at you, Edison. Don't worry, you're on the line behind me. And Judy, I know you're not going to, you're going to heaven. When the zombie Jew returns, whoa, whoa. Great job. (laughs) (laughs) Cannot wait to get on the spaceship. So, uh, Andy, you and I are doing a gig next week together. That's true. I'm looking forward to this. That's true. It is uh, November 20th, is that right? Wednesday night? November 20th um, at Coco Coco 66 in in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. And then I'm playing up in Hudson with Peter Aaron, who's going to be on the bill with us on the uh, uh, two days later, I guess the 22nd. Peter Aaron of uh, the Chrome Cranks fame. He's also got a new book out called If You Like the Ramones. And then on the 23rd, I'm playing in Williamsburg with uh, my fiance, Carla Rhodes, doing her her show. Where's that? that? Perils. Uh, It's at a place called Cloud... Cloud something. I forgot the name. I never even heard of Cloud something. It's a, it's a performance space, like a little arts and crafts thing, oh, but yeah. really cool. They do a lot of cool stuff. There. Well, that's, that's where we're headed, to performance it's spaces. On, uh, it's on Fifth Street, I believe. All Cloud right. City. Up. The youngster knows yeah. the place. Joe, King of Engineers. He's hip. He's hip. He's <laughs> happening. He's he now. knows it. What, what's the name of the place? Cloud City. Cloud City. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I had my last big gig in an art gallery. That's where we're all headed. No, it's a really cool space. They do really interesting things, like... Have these uh, variety shows, so they'll do a juggler and a comedian and a, well, and, a and a ventriloquist. And I think a lot of part of what what we do, and actually the CBGB's legacy. If you think about it, it's finding places to play. I mean, I mean, the bands discovered CBGB. CBGB's didn't discover the bands. Scenes start about places that let us play. Right. <laughs> you know, right. and we've seen that time and time again. So, oh, you let us play here, and if it works, we'll play again, and we'll bring our friends. Right. And it's a scene. I mean, Hilly didn't curate the Talking Heads and the television. They just curate because it's such a hipster no. modern no. word to use. Television was walking down the street. They said they saw Hilly put up a sign, and Rich Lord said, "Hey, can we play here?" <laughs> and then you know, uh, Arturo Vega was living around the corner. Said, "Get the Ramones in there," and then the Ramones what Blondie in, and then you know, and that's the beauty happened. of it. Nice organic scene. Tell you what, let's take a break. Uh, we have a song that you wrote. Okay. Sung by? Oh, the Joey Ramone song? Okay. Yeah. I, I co-wrote. Co-wrote. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, by, sung by Joey Ramone from his yeah. solo record. Right. And um, prominently Stop. featured in the CBGB's movie. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think so. I didn't, I didn't get a check for that one. God bless you, Joey. All right. We miss you. Stop thinking about it. Stop thinking about it. Stop thinking about it. The thrill is driving me crazy. Obsessing, don't you know what that's it? Yeah, you don't know what you want, but you want it. Stop it. 
co-wrote that with Joey? I did. Um, I never met him. I don't know if you did, Mike. No, I didn't, um, I didn't, I didn't know any of the Ramones. I mean, Joey? Uh, you know, I didn't know, know Joey. We played with him a couple times, opened up for him I, a few times. But they did? Okay. Oh, uh, yeah, with both Sharky's Machine and, and the and the Ron Chans. And it was such a gas watching their show. And even later, um, when we saw them in the 80s, and even later when uh, Dee Dee wasn't in the band, what a fucking well-oiled machine. I mean, it was like, you know, it was like like uh, Johnny always said, it was like a military attack. And it was just incredible watching the precision. Because even after they had stopped making, you know, really great records, their stage show was still 100% Ramones. There's no way a fan could ever possibly be disappointed with what they put up there. And the amazing thing, watching them, is when Dee said one, two, three, four, you know, it had nothing to do with when the song started or the actual tempo. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, you know, they were just on Ramon's time. It was, it was a beautiful, like a, beautiful thing. It was like a leather jacket. It was part of the gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> no, their moans were, <clears throat> this is the reason why they're in the Hall of Fame. They changed music as much, I mean, maybe the Beatles changed music. After the Beatles, I think Ramon's might be number two in that ladder of changing music. I don't know a single rock band in business in the last, since, well, since the Ramones that hasn't been influenced by them. And right. I include, you know, Metallica and, you know, all sorts right. of genres right. in there, whether it was like the, the grunge or, or, or new wave or pop, right. the simplicity, everybody likes the Ramones. Right. They, are, they are really the perfect rock and roll band. Right. I mean, yeah. they are the neoplatonic ideal of a rock well, and roll band. Well, they're the perfect rock and roll with all the fat cut off. Right. Yeah, just definitely. The, just a the best meat left there. <laughs> you know, and, um, and that, yeah, it's, it's, it's flawless. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, it, oh, the first four records are all greatest hits records yeah. as far yeah. as I'm concerned. No, yeah. it's, it's incredible. And, you know, the funny thing is they were sort of, you know, this iconic quote-unquote punk rock band and to listen to them, you know, it's not, they don't play particularly fast usually. They're, they've got all these great pop hooks. Amazing. It's very, very um, easy, easy going on, on the ear. It's not abrasive and angry the way the Sex Pistols were, for instance, or the way no. punk rock bands that followed them playing you know, 20 million miles an hour right. and being caustic in their attitude. Their moments are very idealistic. They, they got faster live mm, later on. Yeah. But the big difference from every other punk rock, punk rock band is Joey had an amazing voice. 
and that sort of lifted it above the screaming mm-hmm. and the attitude and the uh, that a, a lot of the other bands had. No, and, and good taste. A good voice and good taste, which, oh. which is worth a lot. Like good taste, he said, his first record, he sings in an English accent. <laughs> <laughs> it was brilliant. Well, oh, you know, all, all, all y'all punk rockers of, of that, that certain generation, I mean, you're hippies. You know, I mean, you came out of it. I mean, we all have the yeah. 60s hangover a little bit. Yeah. We came yes, out yes. of that. And that, look, the Ramones started probably 74. Dictator started 73. 74... Hippies ended seventy seventy one. So we're, oh, you know, much later than that. I mean, the Vietnam War didn't even end until nineteen seventy five. I right. mean, I always say the sixties, which didn't even begin until nineteen sixty three, when Kennedy was shot, or possibly sixty four when the Beatles were on TV, because that did. I mean, after the Beatles were on Ed Sullivan, right. everybody wanted an electric guitar. That really yeah. did was a signal moment. John Waters said when the Beatles were on TV, it was a day rhythm and blues died. In the same way, when Andy Warhol painted a soup can, abstract expressionism was dead. Sure. I mean, right. it was a real turning point, a real signal moment. And no matter what you say about Nirvana, when that Nirvana record came out, every hair metal band died, and that's the best <laughs> thing about Nirvana. Oh, man, you know, I, and I couldn't believe it when they knocked Michael Jackson out of number one. There was such pride amongst everyone I knew because it was, it was one of ours. Yeah. It was one of our guys mm-hmm. did that. And you know what? Corporate rock still sucks. Yeah, death to hair metal. <laughs> <laughs> so, Andy, you were telling us, our, our friend John sold, John Holmstrom sold his archives to Yale. You're selling your archives, I'm too. I'm selling archives. Yeah, um, my parents died about two years ago. And uh, in, their at- in the attic, I was keeping all my stuff from when I was a kid. And they were always saying, Andy, it's a fire hazard. Get it out. Get it out. And I said, no, I want I want it. So I went up there, um, uh, organized it, put it in boxes, put it in a storage space. And then um, I meet this guy, Johan Kugelberg, who says he sells archives. I said, well, you want to take a look at mine? And he says, yep, I could get money for this. He, took it. he was ready to take it right away. I said, hold on, let me think about it. So uh, working out a deal, and uh, we're talking. Well, it's it's not a hasn't happened yet. But we're talking to a major uh, university. What kind of archives. what kind of stuff is in there? I mean, uh, magazines, uh, fanzines is what he's most interested in. Uh-huh. I have fanzines that have very few copies. Uh, magazines. Uh, he wants my records, all my old records, uh, all my papers, posters f- f- uh, for shows. Um, what else have I got in there? Just. You know, just stuff I was collecting. It's, it's, so, so it's a lot of um, punk rock, ephemera, and historical right. artifacts. Yeah. But <laughs> also a lot of Andy Chernoff, your original notebooks, your song. Um, uh, he hasn't asked me about that. Like, I don't like know. Like that. You know, I'm not sure. I'm, you know, it's, I don't think that's as interesting. It's more the historical artifacts, not necessarily my personal historical things, mm-hmm. but about the scene in the 60s and the 70s. I have stuff when I was a kid, you know, from the hippie days and uh, um, punk rock days, and even a little bit after. Yeah, I think Kathleen Hanna's um, archives are at NYU now. I mean, it's 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 cool that it's becoming an area of study and it's respected after, you know, being a joke to a lot of people for so long. Yeah, I, I you know, I said, what do they want this for? I said, they need something for PhD students to write about. Don't you want to get your PhD in that now? A PhD in punkology. I have a PhD in punkology. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Chernoff. Doctor Chernoff of my punk. My mom would be so happy. Finally, a doctor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is the fact that you're even talking to a university, I think, <laughs> is, is nice. Imagine how parent, pleased my parents would be. <laughs> you know, there's another interesting story. I went to uh, State University in New Paltz for a few years before I dropped out, 
to start a rock and roll band, and I'm listed as one of the notable uh, graduates <laughs> on their website. Uh, I, I've dropped out of a few notable schools myself, and believe me, they're not listing me anywhere near, anywhere near their fundraising pamphlets. That's why you're going to hell with me. <laughs> well, before I see you there, maybe we can do another song, and let's remind everybody that we're playing uh, next Wednesday in Greenpoint, November 20th, yeah. Coco 66. It's a Cave Stomp production with our friend Peter Aaron, Andy Chernoff, and I'll be bringing uh, the Interstellar Rendezvous band with me. Um, what's our last song? I'll do Andy, I'll take do us it. on out. You know, people say, Andy, you've, uh, you're a guy, you know, we're a singer, the uh, sensitive singer-songwriter. I say, no, I'm the insensitive singer-songwriter. And this is, once again, proof. I'm the insensitive <laughs> singer-songwriter. Wake up every morning totally confused Cause you can't get a date But you're getting screwed So you're searching for a reason A way to carry on When everything is broken And everything is wrong So you tried to save the wells You found the tree to kiss you gave a crippled child his dying wish you're waiting for an answer a message from above you've always been a sucker another fool in love hey what's it all about pussy and money I trying to be cute I trying to be funny Everybody lies about pussy and money And it's always going to be that way It's always going to be that way You see a girl You start talking She sees your car She starts walking Sweet success Just take it If you're sincere You can fake it Hey, what's it all about? Pussy and money, I ain't trying to be cute, I ain't trying to be funny. Everybody cries about pussy and money, and it's always going to be that way. It's always going to be that way. A million stars out of reach. Billion grains of sand on the beach. So you pray every night when the sun goes down. Because there are only two things that make this world go round. Hey, what's it all about? Pussy and money. I'm trying to be cute. I'm trying to be funny. Everybody lies about it Everybody cries about it There ain't nothing you can do about it And it's always going to be that way It's always going to be that way